Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and joining me as always is Tim. Mm-hmm. This is <laughs> this is a <laughs> horror right. movie podcast and it is October, it is the October thaw, which means we are doing countless episodes. Well, it's not countless, it's about 31 episodes <laughs> during October. And this episode is about a Mexican film called Tigers Are Not Afraid, which came out this year. Got a lot of buzz. Uh, we wish to check it out. It is available on Shudder, should you wish to do so yourself. Uh, we will start spoiler-free, as we always do. We'll give you a warning before we go into spoilers. But Tigers Are Not Afraid is a film focusing <laughs> on children in Mexico um, in a city that is basically a ghost town because the drug war has claimed so many victims that there's children who are left behind without parents, that there's just children who are on the street living... And that's who we focus on in this film. We focus on a few kids like that, and they get into trouble with uh, some of the, the cartel and the local gangs, and it kind of follows up. But there is kind of a fantastical element to it where some supernatural stuff kind of may or may not be happening as well, and it, mm-hmm. it goes along with that idea. So, Tim, yeah, <laughs> this film is backed heavily, not produced or anything like that, but has been heavily mm-hmm. praised by one Guillermo del Toro, mm. who <laughs> you, you know, fawn over uh, endlessly, unfortunately. Of course, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, very curious to ask the question, Tim, mm. did you enjoy Tigers Are Not Afraid? Uh, I, I did. Uh, I thought it was really well made. Uh, I I enjoyed watching it. It's... um. Uh, like, I, I don't know if this is going to sound like a complaint. It, it, it's kind of weird, but, like, it was kind of, like, exactly what I, like, expected it to be. Like, um, you know, because, you know, I, and I had, like, heard people kind of, you know, putting this in the horror-ish genre. And obviously it's on Shutter, which is, you know, the big horror streaming service. But, like, right away I knew I was like, come on. <laughs> this isn't gonna be a horror movie like it's you know like and like obviously there's that fantastical element and that's you know i see where the horror comes into that and like you know those scenes are are done very well and like you know uh that there's good horror in it but that's like not really i wouldn't really say that's the the crux of the film the crux is like this you know these terrible situation that these kids are in which definitely was you know very powerful and moving and uh yeah <laughs> this movie is like super depressing which um yeah it, it's hard i don't like i used to i think i used to really really like these movies like in my younger days and now like uh i don't know i'm like always like <laughs> so depressed that i don't enjoy watching these depressing movies as much <laughs> as i once did uh but you know, it was good. <laughs> I have my own tiger here. His name oh. is Firefly. <laughs> and he is he is very much afraid. He's always afraid. He's a, he's a scared <laughs> cat. Mm. Oh, that yeah. sounds like uh, my Yog. He just, like, has the constant, like, surprised eyes. Just, like, everything is very scary to him. And uh, he, he he runs, even though he, he's uh, he lives a... A strange life because he loves the pets, but he runs when you try to go to pet him sometime. So it's a very <laughs> difficult life. Uh, yeah. yeah, cats are menaces. Um, no, I um, <laughs> I like the film too. Um, which is arguably a little surprising because you know it was after I watched that I, I looked up a couple of reviews and what other people were saying about it, 
and everyone was like, oh, it's, it's just this, you know, it's a new Guillermo del Toro, and it, it, it harkens back to Pan's Labyrinth <clears> and uh, Devil's Backbone. And what's funny is that, you know, I'm not super hot in uh, Pan's Labyrinth, and I never finished Devil's Backbone. <laughs> so, um, so something about this compared to his films was working for me. That said, though, I do kind of agree that it's it's kind of a stretch to call it a horror movie. I, I sure. like as much as I'm in need to fill out what my top ten is going to be or our top ten is going to be uh, come when the time comes. I I don't think I could count this as a horror movie. I'd put it. Up. It's yeah, you know, it's tough. <laughs> and it's super weird because you know, this is a horror movie podcast, and the first thing we're saying about this is that it's not really a horror movie, <laughs> but like everyone's calling it a horror movie. Everyone's saying it's one of the best. And there are there are ten scenes in here. Don't get me wrong; those ten scenes where villains with yeah. guns are chasing the kids, and like it's it's you know it's hard hitting and it's kind of beautiful in places. Like the, the, I love the uh, the music, the the score is, oh, yeah. is really beautiful and kind of adds this this sort of childlike adventure to the whole thing. Uh, which gives it a very, and the kid actors are great. The direction in the kid actors is phenomenal. Uh, yeah, like everything, it's a very, very well made movie. So that's like I, I feel like I should be saying like, oh my god, this is amazing! It's the best movie of the year. But like, uh, like I don't know, it's uh, yeah, like you said, all that stuff really works well, and it looks really good. Like you know, the cinematography is great, mm-hmm. and uh, everything's working, uh, working really well on it. I just, I don't know, I feel like. As I was watching it, it just, um, I, I don't know, everything was just kind of like what I expected, <laughs> you know, it was going to be. Uh, there were some surprises know. for me. Uh, well, I'll get into that in spoilers because it's just, you know, this <laughs> is yeah, deep sure. into it. But um, not that there's not elements that are also predictable because there are, but I, I, I think. Yeah, so it's a weird thing to do because we're going to obviously continue talking about it. We're going to talk about what makes the movie work, what makes it, you know, what makes it good and get into it but uh yeah we have to kind of preface this by saying that it's really not much of a horror movie and everyone's kind of calling and i get why it's because the, the situation the kids are in is horrific right and sure. the, the world yeah. they're in is, is awful and it's kind of this real life grounded horror if you will and uh the fantastical elements have a couple of horror moments in them but ultimately you know it, it doesn't never becomes this horror movie in the way that you yeah. traditionally think of a horror movie um and that's not to it's not and it's not a negative it's just it's just it just for, oh, the, yeah. for the context of being talked about on this show we have to kind of mention that it's not really a horror movie yeah <laughs> so definitely. uh but yeah tigers are not afraid is is a touching story and mm. i think the i think the best thing it's got going for it is uh the the kid actors mainly but i i think the the overall sort of sense of childlike adventure, even though they're in this really dark world, mm. they somehow like still keep that kind of childlike uh, journey going going yeah. to it, where there's this wonder of just getting things because they're, they're so hard done by. They don't have anything. You know, they're living on the street. Mm. When they find like something that's remotely pleasant, it's, it's mm. like their eyes light up and it's like, like you get it. Um, yeah. And that stuff really I'll- works. Yeah, I like a lot of those scenes where they'll find like you know some food or like a toy or something, and and like the, these kids are in such like a grave situation. They're so hardened uh, that you almost feels like you know you can kind of forget that they're kids at, at some points. But then I, I like those little glimpses of like you know they'll have like a little stuffed animal or something, and then they'll get all excited about it. And it's like oh yeah, no, these are like still you know kids uh, at heart. Like and it's really really messed up what they have to go through. Yeah, because there's, there's some text at the start that explains, you know, how long this drug war has been going, and 
uh, how extreme it is and how there's entire towns and cities that are basically just abandoned uh, because of how, how mm-hmm. rough it's been. I yeah I mean the movie obviously is very hard hitting in places uh but it has this kind of childlike optimism of maybe things can get better that maybe because the, the whole idea of the title of course is tigers are not afraid uh mm-hmm. I, you know there's a story told about a tiger that one of the kids says in the in the movie mm-hmm. that ultimately is about the idea that this tiger survives this hardship and it comes mm-hmm. out on the other side and is not afraid and is stronger for it and it's basically them kind of almost wanting to believe that about themselves it's, it's kind of like a, a a self not a motto but like a self uh philosophy mm-hmm. you know tigers are not Ch- afraid yeah. we should not be afraid we, we are stronger mm-hmm. for living through this kind of idea and that's yeah. what the, the the movie kind of is about um and yeah it's a really quick watch as well it's like 90 minutes and i did love that <laughs> <laughs> it's a very long movies recently Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is great yeah we were recording three episodes today and i will say the one good thing that's shared across all three movies is they're all 90 minutes long mm-hmm. which is which is good which is very good yeah. um so i could have watched two of these in the time it took to watch it chapter two <laughs> two of them yeah but uh yeah so no the the, the movie's very good i don't know i do not mm-hmm. want to disparage anyone from watching it because it is actually a really oh, solid not, movie yeah. it's up there in terms of some of the best stuff i've seen this year it's just i wouldn't necessarily put it on a horror list i, w- I wouldn't count it as, as one of the best horror movies of the year because I don't, I don't think it fits there mm-hmm. no i i agree with that and then i think it's the the timing i think also does a little bit of a disservice because like if there's just a random movie in like June that we're just doing on a regular episode, I think mm. maybe it would work a little better versus Octoberthon where everything is so entrenched in horror and, you know, you're doing all these like classic, like, you know, slashers and franchise stuff and just everything's really, you know, like upping the ante uh, in terms of the horror and everything uh, to, yeah, have something that's maybe not in that mold. Uh, feels a little off, but uh, again, I I feel bad for saying that because it is a really great movie. Uh, you know, just warning though, it is a depressing movie. So if you know, if you don't, if you're the kind of person that doesn't like want to be reminded of this stuff, it's probably not a good watch. As uh, as pretty depressing, but like I say, it's also kind of oddly hopeful. There's a lot of hope in. Yeah, that's true. That's too. true. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, no, I agree with that. <laughs> that's it. I will say, I won't, I, I won't go into why until spoilers, which we'll do soon. But mm-hmm. I just, I want to make this very clear. This movie does not pull punches. No, 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 no. <laughs> this movie does not pull Definitely punches. Not. And, and well, let me ask you this. So, uh, so when they did do like you know the kind of like fantasy parts, uh, how do you feel about like the CGI uh, that they used? Because uh, I thought it was like pretty good. I was surprised. Uh, well, maybe I shouldn't say surprised, but. It's not always great. It's, it's kind of a little hit and miss. Sometimes it kind of uh, it asks for more than what it, they're really capable of at the budget. I think yeah. w- the, here's the thing though: is that if the story is good and you're invested in the characters, you forgive some, you know, weaker CG because you're just yeah. invested in what's going on. So mm-hmm. when this, so the, the one that really sticks out for me in this is like a, a stuffed animal walks around, you know, at one point. Yeah. Um, I thought that looked really kind of fake, and it just it looked really CG, and I, it was kind of like okay, I accept it. It is what it is, um, but you know, like like it, they, I I was so wrapped up in the world, and the film is, and it, it's almost a little more frustrating that there's a couple of moments like that where the CG is really kind of obviously fake because 
the movie does look really good and it has such a distinct yeah. visual style that it almost feels more jarring than it, you know at least when in like some dumb action movie when there's some stupid cg things like well the movie doesn't actually look that good anyway so it kind of fits yeah. the overall <laughs> aesthetic of just everything feeling cheap and shit but this does not look that way yeah. this looks really uh slick it looks uh very well directed lots of good use of lighting and shadows and um you know, it really makes a character out of the city and the rooftops and the, all the sort of abandoned buildings that they're kind of sneaking through and living in and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Uh, really, really good attention to its overall aesthetic. It has a really, dis- mm-hmm. you know, really good, strong feeling and atmosphere and, and things like that. Which is the sort of thing, that, that's one of the first things I really feel is missing in like a poorly directed like a VOD movie or, you know, direct-to-video movie. Uh, and obviously some are still good, but... It's one of those things that I always have a hard time describing. I should usually just sum it up by saying there's like no atmosphere in this movie, but because um, mm-hmm. they'll end up feeling clinical or whatever. But mm-hmm. this is this is rich in in character, and I don't, I'm not talking about the characters mm-hmm. themselves, although it's rich in those. But it's rich in character of the world. It's rich in character of its setting and its surroundings and all that stuff. Yeah, no, I I, I agree with that. I think the um. I think I think maybe I was a, a little more in, into the CGI than you. I uh, and, and maybe it's because it's used sparingly, like you know, versus oh, sure, yeah. like you know, a shitty Hollywood movie where it would be jumping out at you like every five seconds or whatever. Uh, and, and like you said, it it comes in moments that fits the story. But um, I think I, or. or I think I was kind of expecting maybe like a little, uh, expecting it to be like a little bit worse because you know, um, I I'm assuming this is a you know like a lower budget movie, uh, you know, not because it's like foreign, but you know because it's like a you know like an indie release. It's not like you know a huge big thing, but I mean I don't know maybe in uh, uh, Mexico or whatever maybe it was a bigger budget movie. I don't know, but uh, I you know I think I assumed like in those cases that usually the CGI will be a little worse, but I. I I was surprised. Uh, well, I mean, I, I didn't want to make it clear though that you know the moment I talked about the stuff animal, I actually really like that moment in the film because what it does dramatically yeah. for the moment, I actually really like. So as much as I'm saying that the CG looks a bit, you know, obvious, mm. it you know like the actual moment itself for for what happens with the character is actually very sweet. So I I don't want to complain about it too much because I actually think the story right, beat right, works right. very well. So. Yeah, so and that's another thing. If it feels justifiable, like no, no, there's a reason why we're doing this moment, and it's not just to have a, an effect. It's not just to have like a a wow moment. Then yeah, sure, I'll, I'll be a lot more forgiving. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Uh, so we'll give a spoiler warning. I think we'll give a spoiler warning for mm-hmm. tigers are not afraid. Uh, so before we go into the spoilers, though, as always, I will tell you about. Actually, you know what? I want. I think my voice deserves a rest. Tim, why don't you tell the viewers and listeners about Patreon? Sorry, are you asking me to do it? Yes. I'm sorry, the internet cut out. I'm, I'm having trouble hearing. They're in the headlights. Uh, They're in the yeah. headlights. <laughs> yeah, I mean, go to Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash TV. You can get all these perks for as little as a dollar a month. You can get extra episodes where we usually talk about... Uh, you know, kind of the crazier, more sillier, uh, batshit kind of movies, uh, especially good for this month because we're doing four bonus movies, so that's a lot. And then you get voting privileges. Uh, you know, we'll have two votes up you can uh, vote for, and uh, hey, you get a lot of 
a lot of fun extra stuff uh, for a really small cost and hey you're helping us out you know we we especially this time of the year we put out a lot of episodes it, you know uh, i'm sure we make it look easy but it does take a lot of work you know <laughs> and uh lord knows you know we could use some uh you know some uh, compensation for that but hey you know you don't have to give anything if you don't want to we always just appreciate you you know, checking out the episodes, following us, giving us a five-star rating on your podcast listening <laughs> device of choice. Uh, all that stuff really helps. So there you go. Don't be afraid to be a tiger. Don't be afraid to <laughs> support us. Oh, that went about as well as I could have probably hoped. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> People are going to be raving about it. They're going to come out of the episodes saying, oh, my God, you had... we, we don't even want episodes. We just want to hear tim promote stuff <laughs> all right so phil spoilers for tigers are not afraid so the film kind of starts the inciting incident is that uh we have two two of the, the two main kids that we'll refer to a lot uh are estrella who's a little girl um who is in a, a, a school at the start of the film and there's a shooting the, the the bullets are coming through the window so all the kids go under the desks and the teacher is on the floor with them and sort of says, hey, here's like three pieces of chalk. This means you have three wishes. And some of the fantasy comes from her making her wishes uh, throughout the film. Uh, and then the other main character, the main, uh, main kid, is uh, Shane, who is already living on the street and he steals a phone and a gun from a gangster, uh, kind of quietly as the guy's throwing up. And this, this phone that he has is a big plot point. This is the MacGuffin for the film because there's some incriminating footage on there that someone else wants back. So, well, the, the guy who stole it from wants it back as well, uh, Kako or Keiko or whatever you say his name. Um, but we also have uh, this other guy who's in the footage who wants it as well. So there's a, there's a whole thing. Um, but Estrella goes home and her mother's missing. She's just not there. She was expecting to see her mother and she's just not there. And, you know, eventually gets, gets hungry and... Uh, having seen Shane and his little group of kids that he hangs out with on the roof across the street, goes and joins them at one point, and it kind of forms the the, the ragtag group, and the adventures mm-hmm. kind of begin from there. So, yeah, I like the you know the the fantasy stuff when it comes in. We have this kind of trail of blood that kind of like sort of comes into the scene whenever Estrella is uh, either scared or in danger. It tends to be the, the times, or it's almost like it's guiding her at some points as well. It's kind of, yeah. kind of like following her and leading her to things. It, yeah, it seems like that, and then like the voice of her mother, which you know, uh, obviously we're in the spoilers now, so it's uh, and that, I mean I think you kind of assume it pretty early on, but her mother's dead, and then uh, usually we'll get like the you know blood kind of leading her or something, or you'll actually hear uh, her mother's voice or kind of see glimpses of her. Uh, and it's it is kind of like a guiding force, like helping her out to survive, and like telling her where she needs to go, or like things she needs to do to, you know, help get her out of like whatever trouble or anything she's in. Yeah. Um, the w- one thing I do want to mention about the opening scene in the school here, uh, I, I like the way this, uh, you know, it sets up kind of like the you know city, the uh, the kind of the space that you're living in, where uh, you know it's it's very uh, shocking obviously what's happening but also the kind of degree to where you get the sense that um this is also like a little commonplace yeah it's not like you know like it seemed like like and um and unfortunately it's kind of a little relevant nowadays where uh, you know it's not even like you know out of uh, the realm of possibility like this kind of stuff uh, like 
you know, uh, would happen uh, a lot more often in like you know, America and stuff nowadays too, which, uh, you know, is upsetting, but um, yeah, just seeing like the degree, which like everyone immediately knows to get under their desk and like, you know, the teacher's trying to keep everyone calm. And then, you know, the next day when she's trying to go to school and they have it closed and it seems like, you know, um, they, they shut it down like the way you would have like a, you know, like a snow day or something like where it's just kind of like, oh no, like don't go to school today. And then you yeah, seeing the kids like playing, um, like limbo with the like caution tape. It's, uh, uh, like a really stark way to kind of I mean, just that, like jump people into this world. <laughs> that's an image that says a lot about this world is children playing yeah. limbo with caution tape. Well, that's just an image yeah. <laughs> right there. I, and, uh, I, I like, uh, like what you were saying earlier where, um, you know, like these kids uh, are in this world, but then also they're still like being kids in it. Like they have mm. to deal with it, but like they're trying to make the best of it where you see them playing with uh, these things that you would normally try to like shield them away from. <laughs> yeah. No, the movie does a really good job of setting you in its world like right away. And I think we have to, you know, one of the things we have to talk about here is that this movie is not scared to kill kids and no. <laughs> not only not not only just kill the kids uh but kill them in ways that were really shocking so there's two big child deaths in this which really stuck out to me um there's the young kid who when the gangsters are coming for them um and one of them's got um uh i think estrella um the young mm-hmm. kid gets the gun that uh that was stolen previously and shoots the bad guy and puts him down. So the fact that we've got this young kid, because this, this kid's younger than the rest of them. He's like, you know, five compared to their, like, you know, 10 through yeah. 12 ages or whatever. And he, so that, this is already kind of shocking in and of itself, but there's more than one gangster. And this, this, when the second one comes in, he shoots the kid. And yeah. you, you don't see it hit him, but you, you, you do, like, you know, immediately, like, cut to him afterwards. And it's like, no, he's been shot in the stomach. He's dying. And he dies. Like, yeah. The kid is dead. And it is really dark. And it's like, and, you know, they treat it as if, and this is the thing I love about this, is that there's no main, well, obviously there's the villains, but there's no, like, good adult characters. The, the only one that you can yeah. count is the teacher at the start. But she's gone from the movie after this point. So for the rest of the film, it is the kids and on their, on their own and they have to deal with everything. And I guess that's just true to the, because the, the story this is trying to tell is the kids who have left been left behind like this. So yeah. it makes it just them. It makes it just their story and there's no one they can go to for help. In fact, there's one scene where the, one of them tries to go to the police for help and yeah. the police just roll up their windows and drive away when they realize who the bad guys are that are, that are after them. They're like, no, nope, we're not dealing with this. Yeah, that, that was scared. like super... <laughs> That was super depressing because, yeah, you kind of, you know, think that, uh, all right, no matter how bad stuff gets, there are people that you can turn to. And then, yeah, as soon as they show them the phone and the police realize who they're dealing with, they, you know, they don't even like, you know, try to give the kids any tips like, oh, like, you know, give the phone back to them or something. They just immediately drive away. And it really like helps paint the picture of like, okay, they are completely on their own. And yeah, um, yeah, going to that shooting scene. Yeah, that was um. Like definitely like uh probably the like the saddest part of of uh you know the movie for me because again like everyone is all small like you know little kids but uh especially that young kid um was it i think his name began with like an m was it like melito or something like that uh i am looking I, on imdb i don't think it has the full list on imdb 
I mean, I, I apologize. Obviously, I'm a dumb American, and I, yeah, I can't remember uh, you know, the foreign names. I, I, but... I have trouble remembering names in most things we watched, regardless right. of what country it's from. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like they, you can see like they were especially like, you know, he was like so young, uh, you know, probably just a couple of years younger than the rest of the kids, but he just really stood out as being like, you know, young and they kind of like, you know, if you felt like they were, you know, trying to like take care of him and like, you know, almost being even more adultish around him because he was such a kid. Well, and it's, then, it's uh, that, it's that, that's, that's why the weird juxtapositions of these types of characters is that they are still kids. They still have kid like wants and needs. But they're forced to grow up fast in a lot of different ways because they're yeah. on their own. They have to like find food. They have to care about these things. Uh, so it, it gives you that, and you know, they, they give him like a like a, a funeral. They they cover him up, and um, <laughs> they they blame and they, they blame Estrella because Estrella was sent to kill the the first main sort of bad guy we we know the one that oh, right. had the phone stolen from. Uh, uh, it was like Kaka or Kaka, or I don't, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. Sound like that, yeah. Yeah, because uh, obviously I'm reading subtitles, and while they're saying it, they're speaking very fast in Spanish. I, I don't catch like the pronunciation sure. of these things. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, they send her in because he's actually kidnapped a young kid. Uh, they've got kids in cages who they save, um, and some of them end up getting back to their bigger brother at one point. But yeah, the extra kids that we sort of like collect here, you know, who weren't a part of the original team, but they get him back. But she was sent in to kill this guy with a gun. And she instead uses her wish that she doesn't, you know, she wishes she doesn't have to kill him, and then it's revealed that he's already dead. And she she takes it as her wish was granted, but we are like, nah, someone else already killed him. Yeah, uh, which is <laughs> yeah. what it turns out to be. And there's this, this bigger, badder mob boss who wants the phone because there's footage of him like torturing and murdering someone. And of course, we find out later that that's her mother. It's Estrella's mother who was murdering and torturing just because they wanted to murder and torture someone. Like it seems like that's all the only reason why. Yeah, yeah. there's there's no like, other reason given. Not that anything yeah. would justify it, but it feels like it's just done purely for fun. Sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, so so they kind of blame her because they they see her as lying to them, um, so they're kind of mm-hmm. mad at her for a little bit. Um, and but ultimately, like you know, they 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 call him and make a deal to to come in and give him the phone, and they, they basically say that the the one thing they want in return is that they, he want they want him to like get rid of the local gang you know because obviously even though they've they've killed or they've not killed but they you know even though uh kaka or whoever his name is has been taken out his like brothers and henchmen are still kind of like you know making the streets very dangerous for them because they're around and they say hey if you can take out this gang yeah. for us you know and when they say take out they don't mean kill them they just mean can you stop you know take them out of the, the, the town like take them away from us mm-hmm. um He's like, sure, we'll do that. And at least the you know, the big final sort of sequence of the film where they come down and they they give him the phone, they see the footage, mm-hmm. and uh the villains don't because he's not got the passcode for it. But the, the so that's the main bad guy, uh Chino, just kills the two guys out of there and he's like, Hey, we had a deal. That's them gone. You know, it's very it's very yeah. visceral and violent. They weren't expecting them to just kill them in front of him, in front of the kids. Yeah. Um, but then he gets pissed off, but then seconds, like they're just around the corner and they're talking about going back and and Shane, who again is like one of our two main characters, is shot in the face and we see this. We see the gunshot go through his face, the bullet. And it's in the cheek and then he dies. And it leaves it leaves Estrella on her own. And she is truly on her own and she's you know, this is her being hunted and this is the big final act. And these the CGI stuffed like tigers like leading her around, uh, as is the blood, yeah. which leads her to 
her mother and all of the other victims because there's basically there's like an incinerator room or not even an incinerator just like a, a room where they've dumped all these bodies because this is where they torture people yeah. and she's basically like hey lead them here to where we are the idea being that all these ghosts are going to get the revenge if, if she can mm-hmm. you know take them there um and you know she does and there's some some really suspenseful stuff but the main thing i wanted to say is just how goddamn brutal like shane being shot in the face yeah. is like he's one of oh, our main yeah. kid characters <laughs> and it's like visceral it's on the screen and it's you know it was genuinely quite shocking and i you know i always joke when i'm talking about movies that like we we, we shouldn't be afraid of killing kids in movies and i stand by mm. that but this is the effect <laughs> that it has because it's not done that often is that and i'm not saying we should do yeah. it willy-nilly but right <laughs> so sometimes in horror movies the kids are safe like the kid character is always the safe one you mm-hmm. know because of the kid and i don't feel that that should be the case like there's no reason why we should feel bad about killing a kid in a movie it's not real it's just the same as killing an adult <laughs> like it doesn't matter oh yeah definitely no it, yeah it's a it's a fake movie yeah uh, so who cares um well i mean uh, in, in this case so it's like a um i mean it feels like a little bit more real than like some crazy you oh, know sure. uh, but like the, zombie movie or something the reason why uh, it works is not because he's a kid the reason why it works is because the movie's been well written and we care about the character yeah, yeah. so it's shocking Definitely. it's shocking because these two characters have because at the start of the movie shane wants nothing to do with Australia. he basically thinks she has cooties mm. like oh you're not on our yeah. team like no 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 um but no he he like by this point they've kind of bonded and you know he's helped her out in places and they've helped each other out uh so it's really hard hitting this moment so yeah, and, uh, and I forget. Yeah, there you go. And I was saying, and I forget what was her. Did, did she make a a final wish with Shine? Because I know, like, w- was her last wish to like make his scar go away? Yeah, yeah. Or was that earlier? No, that, that this was right before he gets shot. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. She's trying to prove that she has a wish, and he's trying to prove that there's no wish. And she's like, mm-hmm. "Hey, like, she's like, I wish this scar would disappear." Um, and. Again, it's this kind of like this dark irony of the the gunshot. Technically, like technically, by having a hole there now, is that not a scar anymore? I get yeah. you know technically by being dead, <laughs> it, there's no scar there. Like you know, like yeah. there's this sort of like monkey's paw element to the the wish, which you know, like I think this ending is actually. I mean, obviously, it's very tense and really sort of uh, visceral. But the actual final ending, where she, after like he's trapped, you know, after the bad guy's trapped in the room and it's on fire. And she mm-hmm. walks into the hall and there's a tiger. Because the story that, that, that Shane told way back at the start to the other kids is that, you know, the gangs killed this guy who owned all these, like, uh, you know, animals. You know, he had lions, mm-hmm. tigers, pumas, blah, blah. And the tiger got out of the cage, though, and killed some of the gang members and is just roaming the streets and he's the king of the, the, the city, right? And we just take this as a fable. Like, it's not real. Um, and yeah. you can even take this as not real this is still just in our head at the end because obviously all the fantasy stuff is very open to is any of it remotely real or because mm-hmm. even though i said that she leads him to this room with all these bodies as if the ghost will keep him in there so he, so that he'll, he'll not hurt anyone else it's very much like no the fire that starts isn't the ghost so, you know it's like it happens yeah. just because it happens and right. like you know is there actually any real supernatural thing is this just the way she thinks in the same way that you know the other kids have to think about uh, the, the stories that Shane t- you know tells mm. them. Is this just her coping mechanism? All the stuff that we're right, seeing, right? Yeah, 
Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, yeah, it feels like a coping mechanism, like with like everything. So, so much horrific stuff is going on that, like, yeah, a child would have to use their imagination to, yeah. you know, kind of like process and deal with and all these things. The idea that like the the tiger stuff comes from Shane and that she sees the stuffed tiger helping her, like, guide her through the, the vents and stuff, and then after the after the bad guys trapped in the room after Chino's like dying. And she goes into the, the you know the main sort of hallway, this open hallway that this place, whatever this this building is, and there's a tiger. And the idea is it's, it's this tiger, it's the tiger that survived and has been roaming the streets. Mm-hmm. And she just like stares at, it and the tiger like lies down and doesn't want to hurt her because the tiger like mm-hmm. it's like she, she, a she's she's like showing she's not afraid because tigers are not afraid, mm-hmm. and b this tiger has no beef with her because she's just yeah. like she, the tiger's just like her. He's he's been left behind yeah. just like she has. And- and uh, I like it's like a nice progression. Like it, it feels like the tiger keeps getting more and more real because like mm. the first thing we kind of see is like the imagery of this spray painted tiger on a wall. Yeah, Shane's uh, uh, it, graffiti that uh, that's like cartoony tiger. Yeah. Yeah, and I like when they would go to that and like they'd show it kind of move around like with that animation. I thought that looked cool. But then like you get you go from that to like a stuffed tiger, so it's like all right, it's a little more real, but you know it's still like a little cartoony kind of thing until finally at the end you have. Um, you know, this actual real like tiger that's like appearing in front of her. Um, yeah, I because and... like I say, I like the idea that it transitions from just her imagination to taking in what Shane's was like taking in the tiger element. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. the idea that, that shows her progression from becoming not afraid because the final shot's beautiful as well because she opens the door and it's like to a field and it feels very yeah, dreamlike yeah, almost. Yeah. But yeah, again, the, the, the main piano music that's been playing, it's been very touching the whole film, plays as she's staring at this tiger, and it's a really great moment. Like, I was like, oh, I'm really into this. Like, I'm really invested. Even, even if not every single fantasy, but, you know, because there's a couple of points when her dead mother's talking to her, and she's got this cloak on, and she's, she's like the woman in black, almost, from that movie. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I don't really care. I don't really like how she looks, but it didn't matter because I'm invested in Estrella's story. I like the story yeah. of these kids. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's almost like uh, what I said about the first Ip movie where I really like the kids stuff but the horror stuff's not that great except oh, sure. in this case I think this is much better than, than it, chapter one because I think it's more about the kids story the, the horror stuff is just this little right. flavor on top that's not it's, it's there as a, as a coping mechanism uh, arguably not mm. even real and there's so many sweet scenes you know there's a whole thing where um, Estrella promises the younger kids at one point that she's going to take them to like a house that has like a a football field and a swimming oh, yeah. pool um mm. and they, they find this like abandoned building and there's, there's like a sort of like just like this water like sort of like puddle that's gotten really big but there's some fish swimming in it and to the kids oh, this yeah. is the swimming pool and then they <laughs> find like a football or a soccer ball just to make it clear what i'm talking about and the in the basement and like oh hey here's here's a, here's where we can play soccer so it's it's this like again this idea of like obviously we think of one thing when she says that and then the kids kind of make that out of these small things that kind of represent to them what they wanted. Yeah, uh, with so many, like, you know, uh, dangerous, crazy things going on, um, it, I do like that it, you know, tries to incorporate a lot of these, like, really sweet scenes between the kids just being kids. And um, and, and then, yeah, like, around that, you know, same, those kind of same scenes, they, they, you know, they're putting on, like, a little, uh, like, talent show kind of thing or a, whatever one of those like reality show competition things which like mm. was like oh like this is like a really like fun example of like um yeah they've just been through like all this shit but they like they still want to you know pretend and like you know put on a show and have fun uh which 
you know, is, is really sweet, but then also just really uh, like heightens all the other like horrific stuff that yeah. goes on. Yeah, every time the gang members are like after them, it's really tense and really suspenseful. Like the, um, you know, the first time they just chase them a little bit in the rooftops, and then later on, you know, when they actually come guns blazing and kill one of the kids, and then eventually the final showdown with Chino, like all of that stuff is just really well handled and really like scary. And you know, like you're saying, so is it a horror movie? Like, nah, I'd say it's more of a a really dark drama, I guess is maybe yeah. what I'd actually call it. Um, yeah, I'd agree. But uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a great movie. Like, I, I recommend yeah. checking it out. If you, you know, it's one of those movies where you know, maybe not in the top ten horror movies, but I think when I'm doing my top ten movies of the year, it could appear on there. Oh, it's sure. A, it's a really touching little film that I think um, works for me, and I'm probably in the minority here, but it works for me in a way that I think Del Toro's movies that it, that is, you know, is is apparently inspired by um don't work I, I think there's just something a little bit different about this director's voice that kind of worked for me in this yeah yeah uh, that's fair um but no, i mean obviously um i probably do mostly watch like mostly horror movies for this sh- uh this show but i mean yeah it is nice to, uh to watch other stuff and uh yeah like you said I, I wouldn't put this in the horror category but definitely doesn't mean that people shouldn't watch it like if you know if you like really beautiful uh you know well-made movies uh and aren't afraid of um you know stuff that might be a little hard-hitting uh Mm -hmm. then it's definitely definitely worth checking out uh of course uh you know if you just like uh cgi clowns jumping out at you then yeah maybe don't watch it but uh also did i I hear a request on there to watch some non-horror movies i feel like tim just pitched a new podcast called like thrills afternoon which is the non-horror equivalent (laughs) of streams after midnight no, no. no. <laughs> I, I, my my schedule is too busy uh, <laughs> for that. That's right. Um, just, just clear clear out some of that wave time. We'll we'll, we'll, right. we'll, we'll do the afternoon show. <laughs> I mean, it's I don't, I don't even know. Like, what what else do I like other than um, the you know comic book movies that we're all forced <laughs> to watch? <laughs> um, I don't know. Every now and again, actually, you know. Uh, this weekend I watched some other stuff. I watched uh, some like comedies, you know. That's uh, hey, you say we're all forced to watch superhero movies, but I don't think any of us went to see Dark Phoenix at the theater. That's true. That's true. That's uh, the the grip is uh, starting to loosen yeah. a little bit. A line has been drawn in the sand where it has to look this good <laughs> to go see yeah. it. Because um, I'll be honest, like, if it wasn't for the fact that I do a DC Comics podcast, I don't know if I'd have cared about going to see Aquaman when I was in the theaters. I could have waited. I wasn't in a rush yeah uh yeah i don't think i didn't watch uh aquaman until it was on uh wait did i oh wait maybe i did see it in theaters i don't even remember <laughs> uh I, I didn't see it like opening weekend that's for sure though yeah that's fair i mean i that just uh, just for review purposes but i mean that's that's the only reason why yeah. uh i i, I don't yeah. need aquaman in my life that quickly <laughs> aqua bro is maybe more accurate title but uh, yeah tigers and afraid is very good and i think it's a movie that's well worth seeing even if it's not necessarily quite the same you know horror movie that we would typically right. uh cover so you know uh check it out it's on shutter it's easy to get get to um and you know support and uh, interesting movies like this that feel like they have a unique voice i am definitely in for it uh, isa lopez is the director um i assume that's how you pronounce the first name i double s a isa does that sound right? Mm, probably. Uh-huh. Yeah. Isa, Isa. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not any better at pronouncing, but, oh yeah, I mean, this is like, you know, like, uh, 
I, I see, you know, like film people, like a lot of people love this movie. I, I see people talking about it. Like, obviously it's not like, you know, a big mainstream thing, but um, I think it, it's getting a lot of praise and people are digging it. So I, I'm sure that we will definitely see Hollywood try to scoop this person up and um, who knows, maybe, maybe get him a foursome to uh, make one of those uh, dreaded comic book movies that we fear so much. Uh, but I, I'm sure we'll definitely be seeing more from this person. Hey, if they want to have her make uh, what's a good comic book character for this director, just based on this movie? Um, swamp Thing? Yeah, sure, I'll take a Swamp Thing by <laughs> Um Wash the taste of that awful TV show out my mouth. <laughs> well, upsets me, Timmy. Well, upsets me. Uh, so yeah, exactly. I, I guess we're going to rate Tigers Are Not Afraid. Tim, what mm. are you going to give the movie? Uh, I think I'll give it a, an 8 point five uh again it's like um yeah everything about it is you know really well made uh you know the acting's great story's great um you know music cinematography everything's firing on all cylinders uh the uh maybe the the few things you know like i might uh you know just maybe like you know stop it from getting like going higher than that is just um maybe just you know some of the stuff is like a little too depressing so it's definitely not like a fun movie like it is uh you know good movie to watch but it is uh it's not like something that i'll be like oh yeah i want to watch something tonight like yeah let me boot this up you know what i mean like it's uh uh it is a little depressing and uh you know i'm already a depressed guy i don't need to feel more depressed (laughs) than i already am Oh, that's a delightful summary. I, I am going to um, concur with the 8.5. It's something that maybe could go up on repeat viewings, um, but it's a wonderful little cast. It's a wonderful uh, piece of direction and style and a uh, very touching film in places. I I think, um, you know, maybe some of the fantasy stuff, particularly with the dead mother. I, I, I like the stuff with the stuffed tiger. I liked all the stuff with the, the, the theme of the tiger and the, you know, the graffiti movie and all that stuff. Uh, maybe some of the stuff with the dead mother and the bloodline felt a bit more like the sort of horror that i'm not as into um but it's such a small part of the movie though it doesn't matter like you know like it doesn't sure. detract, detract too much from it but um yeah so it's actually even shorter than i mentioned it's 83 minutes long it is a quick watch nice. so yeah. if, if you're someone who enjoys a movie with subtitles and you want something touching and a bit hard-hitting uh in a way that, again i think the fact because the way it treats the kids in this like they're actually in danger it separates it from what you would get from Hollywood. It feels unique. It's, it's, it's in the same yeah. way that a lot of the humor in a Korean cinema, for example, doesn't translate well to, to Hollywood movies. is because it's just unique. Mm-hmm. It's their voice, and it can't be replicated. So, there you go. Tigers are not afraid. <laughs> uh, really good movie. Uh, not really a horror movie, but a really good movie. So... <laughs> Uh, what, what a weird caveat. Uh, but that is uh, that has been us talking about that. Obviously, you can support everything we do by rating us on the podcast app. Go to Patreon, as Tim mentioned earlier, uh, and you get bonus episodes. You get all four Wishmaster movies this month if you uh, are a patron at the $1 tier and up. Um, and something we just started doing recently, and I, I don't know if there's been any yet because this is recorded in advance, but something that may happen from time to time is that if there's a big tangent in an episode that feels very irrelevant to the, the movie we're talking about and it goes on too long, it may be edited out and put on Patreon as a bonus bit. 
uh, separate from the episode. <laughs> it's not. I mean, it's not happened in the streams yet, but it happened a couple of times in Ace this past week for the time of recording, and it happened once in Comics from the Multiverse. So, uh, you know, it's just it's a way to like tighten the show itself so that it's not tangenting too much. Even though there will be still be tangents, don't worry, we're not taking all of them out. <laughs> Um, but it also gives a nice little bonus thing for patrons. So, uh, well, it sounds you... like a challenge yeah. to me. Oh yeah, okay. I went Tim will try his best. Just... <laughs> We're going to end up having like a three-hour recording, and like an hour of it will be tangents. Well, here's the super tangent edition of just Tim talking nonsense for sixty minutes. Uh, but you can, of course, like and subscribe. You can let us know what you thought of Tigers Are Not Afraid in the comments below, and you can do things like check out other shows we have obviously it's the october thorn we have a lot of episodes coming um this should be an early episode so i'll definitely remind you that you can submit your own top 25 or top 50 horror movies to mftvquestions at gmail.com and there'll be a results show at the end of the month uh, between me and tim talking about the top 50 horror movies as voted for by you guys the movies get points based on where you have them ranked in your list so make sure it's clear what number one is and number two and number three and so on and so on and the deadline for that is the 20th of October, so please do keep sending those in. And you can, of course, check out other stuff we have. Uh, obviously, all the horror movies that we're doing for Streams After Midnight this month, uh, but also a sci-fi movie podcast that we do called The Ace, The Atomic Cinema Experiment. I do that with Tara. And then there's also a bunch of TV reviews and the aforementioned DC Comics podcast, Comics from the Multiverse. Uh, but that is us, so thank you once again for watching or listening. Keep having a happy October. Look forward to Halloween. Keep watching scary movies, guys, and we will see you next time.